Hello everyone and welcome to another beer review. Now, today we've got something, oh, I suppose it's a bit interesting. I've seen this brewery's products in quite a few supermarkets and I'll be honest, I've never tried them. I've, I've seen them there and I just looked at the kind of, the design of the label. And they're not really my cup of tea. I know what they're trying to do, but as a kind of example is I grew up basically um, in the west coast of Scotland, just south of Glasgow. And one of the things is associated with Glasgow is Charles Rennie Macintosh and that style of kind of artwork, which is kind of art deco, that kind of stuff. And uh, of course Macintosh had his kind of own designs and everything else in relation to that. And uh, this is what we've got, and it just kind of reminds me of a kind of a half-assed version of a kind of, you know, Art Deco kind of design label, and it just, the labels have always bugged me. I don't, I don't know why, I don't think there's any kind of real kind of proper kind of uh, rhyme or reason to it, it's just that maybe I'm just a pedantic arse or whatever, <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, it's just have always annoyed me. Um, so we're going to be doing Iceberg, which is finally a pale ale. Now, um... Now, what was that? There was a collaboration. This just it kind of epitomises what's happening in the beer scene. I was just reading this article, and it was about, basically, a British brewer working with, doing a collaboration with an American brewer using an African super grain, so a super grain, um, basically, I'm trying to remember which one it was. But it was a super grain that's basically grown in Africa. So they're going to be the first to make a beer with this grain. And of course, straight away, the first beer that's made with this grain has to be, you know, <laughs> has to be an IPA. And you're thinking, why? why? Why would it have to be an IPA? As if, like, there is no other type of... I mean, this is the funniest thing. Is if you look at the top ten best-selling beers in the world, they're all laggers. But anybody that wants to do anything new, it must be done as an IPA. It must be done as an IPA. IPA, IPA, IPA. So basically, Iceberg, which is a, a pale ale, but with citrus. <laughs> is that something new now? Is the case? Well, it's not an IPA. It's a pale ale with citrus. <laughs> and it's hoppy, apparently. And it's 4.1%, roughly about £2 a bottle. It's called Iceberg. It's from the Titanic Brewery, which is maybe not the best name to call it. <laughs> Why do we call the beer after the object that sunk the ship? Ha <laughs> ha! Yeah. Jesus. Now, is there any spill at the back? Oh, here we go. It's an American pale ale. Oh, there's a surprise. Okay. So it's going to be citrus. It's going to be a hoppy. Okay. Brewed first in 1993, this beer has a high percentage of wheat in the grist and was one of the first UK beers to use US hop varieties. Tasting, oh, here we go. Strong citrus aromas linger. That's the word I never, that's the word I never ever want used in the description of a beer. It's got a linger. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, linger, while this clean cut pale ale with hints of grapefruit creates a powerful hoppy finish. Right, C, apparently C, not Luke, but C. 
the look of it, but then let's see. So it's pale. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you can give us maybe some colour tones or whatever. No. So how does it look? Pale. <laughs> what arsehole wrote this? <laughs> Smell. Citrus. Zesty. Floral. Can you really get a zesty smell? I know you, I know you can get a citrus smell, which of course really is. When you smell citrus, most of the time it's usually the zest you're actually smelling. That's the smell. It's the oils. That's, that, that's the aromatic oils that's in it. You know, the, the essential oils, as they call it. Floral, okay. Taste, full-bodied. Grapefruit, citrus. As, as if grapefruit isn't citrus anymore, you know. It's official now. Going by Titanic Brewery, that uh, grapefruit is not no longer classed as a citrus fruit. It's a fruit group in its own right. So it's just grapefruit. <laughs> Seriously. A fucking moron. Seriously. Ah, oh, jeez. Now, of course, this is a Stoke and Trent Brewery. And uh, ingredients, water, malted barley, wheat, malt, hops, yeast. And there we go. And the malts are Matter Oris, Pearl, uh, Wheat. Okay. Um, hops are Hercules and Cascade. There's a surprise, especially the Cascade. So... Let's crack this. Should we, put, should we put this in the fancy glass? Is that glass fucking dirty? From the outside of the inside. What the fuck that is. I hate a dirty glass. What do I do? I'm trying to the glass up. Because <laughs> I can't be arsed walking over to the cupboard. Because I'm such a lazy arse. That's what I am. Has that made any bit? Has it fucked? Right. Bollocks. Why the fucking ball? Oh, bollocks. Right, we'll go for that one then. I thought it was that right one. Fucking, they've been licking the inside of the glasses again. Jesus, fucking freak. Anyway. Right, that's a better one. La -ta 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 -ta. Right, let's get back in front of this camera. There we go. Professionalism. Ah, <laughs> clean that. Right, let's get the top knocked off this. Seriously. I don't know what the fuck they do with my glasses. Seriously, honestly, I don't. Pissing about them. I think there's a case as they haven't got a window to lick, they just lick the inside of the glass. Fucking window lickers a lot of them. Anyway, let's pour this. And as you can see, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, my little jelly tots. Is that the only name you can actually call people that isn't classed as offensive? Jelly top. Although jelly could be actually plastic, you could be maybe kind of hinting at they might be slightly overweight or obese. Tots, mm, underage, mm, yeah. Best to leave that one alone. Especially around about Phillips Goldfield. Oh, right. Anyway, there we go. It's pale. Not that pale actually. It's kind of golden straw colour with about. Uh, a one-finger head. There you go, for people in the podcast.
There you go. Smell it. I can smell it. I can smell floral. I can smell hops. Hoppy, hoppy, hop, hops. Oh. Full water ship down going on in this one. Oh, yes. So I'm getting some floral accents. And yeah, I'm getting some grapefruit. Citrus. <laughs> Not really getting any malt, not getting any grain, it's just all hops. It's hopping mad, as they say. Hop off its tits. <laughs> yes, that's all I'm getting. There you go. So, shall we get wired in and see what delectable delights this golden straw coloured beverage holds? seen if it's got the linger. It has. It's got that sour linger right at the back of the tongue. Yep. You know that lovely pleasant kind of uh, sensation you get of like, ah, what does it remind you of? Earwax. You know, has that sourness of earwax, which everybody loves, you know. I mean, you go out in the street, you see everybody licking each other's ear holes. You know, just, oh, just can't get enough of that flavour. Oh, reminds me of IPAs. I don't know. Um, it's not too bad. I mean, there is a, a bit of balance, a bit of sweetness to it, that type of stuff, but... I'm not a fan of the linger. Um, I don't mind citrus in the aftertaste. I have no problem with that. I'm just not a fan of the linger in the back of the tongue. I just find that is kind of unpleasant and uh, just kind of lacking in, uh, in enjoyment, basically. I just don't really enjoy it. Um, I'm, I'm sitting there just now. And, uh, no, I just don't like that sensation. I never have done from that point of view. And the thing is, though, I can have, or I have had plenty of different kind of citrus-type beers, citrus-hopped beers and all that type of stuff. And uh, they don't have that kind of unpleasant linger. A good example is Lagunitas. Um, Sierra Nevada. Um, the the pale ale, that type of stuff, and uh, so it doesn't have to have that linger. I think within the kind of hopping, and of course, I think basically you get more of a linger from the dry hopping than you actually really do. You I mean if you're steeping um, at temperature? Um, for a certain period and then taking them out and then of course with the dry hopping mm, you know it just 
it's the main thing that causes that linger. It's like it's almost if it's not it's not going to be it's kind of raw. Is probably the best way of putting it. The oils haven't really been kind of uh, brought up to temperature to allow them to basically um, emulsify and amalgamate properly within the kind of wort. What it does is it, it's like a scum that kind of sits there, and uh, during the kind of fermentation process, it just gives you this kind of linger because the oils aren't really kind of amalgamated and settled into the actual brew. They're kind of a, they're working as almost a kind of a molecule layer that's kind of slightly se in separation, not in full um, emulsified mode from that point of view. I know I'm probably talking about kind of technical, but it just basically feels that it's not properly kind of part of it. And that's why that kind of flavor profile just has its kind of own kind of separate kind of uh, mode within the beer it doesn't really kind of properly work with all the rest it kind of like there's a slight level of separation and that's why you get this kind of linger where everything else of the beer's buggered off but this kind of hoppy kind of oil kind of lingers in the back of the the tongue that you know it's just not particularly nice from that point of view i know plenty of craft beer drinkers will be coming in their panties over that, which, which is great. I mean, I've got no problem. Just because it's not for me doesn't mean it's, it's a bad beer. And it doesn't mean it's, you know, there isn't people out there that really enjoy it and love it. I'm, I'm quite open from that point of view, but I've also got to be honest. If I'm not going to say I like something if I don't, because then why in the hell am I doing beer reviews? I mean, if I'm doing beer reviews, is what I like and my view on it, my opinion. If I'm shaping that to match up with what other people think, then it's no longer my opinion. So what's the point in doing it? So, yeah. It's all right. It, it's not the best, in my view. Well, it's just imbalances there that just kind of don't quite kind of give a kind of nice cohesive experience. So let's kind of break down the flavours before I get sick of this. Starts off, some light malt. When I say light malt, just getting some, maybe some light hints of caramel, light hints of caramel. That's what it basically means. And connected to that, you've got this base sweetness as well. So you get a little hint of caramel, a little base sweetness. But straight away, you're starting to get a, this kind of sourness from the hops. Straight away, it's there. Um, and yeah, it's kind of grapefruity citrus. So it is. Moves on to the mid-tongue. The base sweetness kind of dissipates a bit. The malts are almost kind of gone by the mid-tongue. And you're really starting to get a bit more citrus. A bit more citrus flavour. Um, the grapefruit kind of thing hasn't really um, built up anymore. It's still kind of at the same levels, but you're getting a bit more citrus. And you maybe get little hints of floralness as well. A little hint of grain you can just kind of detect coming through. Funnily enough, I can't detect it in the front of the mouth, but I can detect it a bit in the mid-tongue. 
and then of course moves on to the aftertaste and straight away the underlying sweetness the base sweetness like i'm out of here um any of the kind of traditional beer flavors grain mulch they're just not there they're gone and you've got this citrus sitting there and then coming up behind it and getting stronger and stronger is this kind of grapefruit flavor and uh, yeah it starts to get quite pithy and quite sour quite quickly and then what it does is the citrus kind of dissipates and you're just left with this kind of grapefruit sourness that's just kind of sitting there and it just lingers on the back of the tongue just you know it's like a bad smell you know like, like that it's like, and it just lingers there and it's like there you go enjoying that are you is that nice but yeah but you're loving it you're basically like no i'm not no loving this at all this is crap. I pay for this too. Ah, but people tell you you should love it. Do they? Aye. Because it's crafted and it's trendy. And it's got a gaudy label. So you've got to love it. If you like to beer, you'll like that. But it doesn't taste like beer. Who gives a shit about that? And that's what it's kind of like. That's the kind of thought process you're getting through your head thinking, this doesn't really, you know, beer shouldn't be like this. But hey, all the new craft beer think, ah, it should. No, it shouldn't. Ah, it should. But it's not even pleasant. Ah, it is. Seriously? Ah, Why? Because we're told it is. Well, you don't find it pleasant. Ah, I find it pleasant. Because you enjoy it? No, don't enjoy it at all. But I'm told to enjoy it. It's a trend. And that's what it seems to be like. It seems to be that People are drinking beers, and it feels that they're creating beers that don't really taste like beers. And it seems to be getting worse and worse with the kind of uh, the citrus and all that type of stuff in the aftertaste. And the linger is becoming more and more prominent within these beers now. Um, it started off when you were getting more kind of uh, American-style hopped beers. Yes, you were getting more citrus. You wouldn't get so much of the sour. The sour was a, a separate kind of beer in its own, own right. And there was different ways to get kind of sour beers. Lambeck being one of them. Um, but it seems to be now it's, uh, it's like a race to the bottom. It's like who can make their beer more undrinkable than the other? It's, it's like that type of situation. So the, the linger has becoming more popular within these type of beers so they class it as a good ipa or a good american pale ale or whatever if it's got a good linger to it that type of stuff you know and of course we're told that we're supposed to embrace the linger and love the linger because the linger is all it's about you know without the linger it's just not beer you know that kind of bollocks and uh, yeah I don't like the linger. Right. Out of time without a way, what would I give this? I mean, it's an okay brewed beer. There is some kind of lack of connection. Why is the green appearing in the mid-tongue and it's not there at the front of the mouth? Why is the malt there at the front of the mouth but then completely almost disappears? 
a non-event in the mid-tongue. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, it's just... No, it's just a bit all over the place. It's not really cohesive. It doesn't have that nice kind of flow. And the linger, well, I've already said that. It's just not for me. So with all that considered, and the annoying label that annoys me for... I can't really put my finger on it, but it just annoys me. Um, what would I give this? I'm going to give it a four and a half out of five. I'm not even going to say it's average, because I'd say it's below average, because it's just not a pleasant aftertaste. It's, the linger's annoying, and it's lacking in in certain areas of the front of the mouth and the mid-term, and the label annoys me. So it's a four and a half out of ten. It's, what is it? It's... 4.1%. It's roughly about £2 a bottle. Thanks for watching. Cheers. Bye for now.